Welcome to Tough Cookie Podcast, the podcast that celebrates badass women in food. I'm Darlene Wienheisen, food lover and content creator, and you can find me at PickleJarStudios.com. And I'm Christy Coughlin, registered dietitian and spreader of positivity through my business, Effect Positivity, which means to bring about happy. Our goal with Tough Cookie is to create a safe space, to share struggles, and to celebrate successes. And of course, to be inspired by all things food. Let's dive into the episode. Hello, Christy. Welcome to 2020. I am so excited to be here, not just to record this conversation today, but for 2020. (laughs) Me too. Me too. And as we said last time, just to say goodbye to 2019, because I'm just ready to say goodbye. (laughs) Yes. Peace out, 2019. Uh, Peace out to the last decade. It's nice knowing you, but I am definitely looking forward to the future here. For sure. Okay. So do we have any housekeeping announcements to start us off with this episode before we get into our goals? Of course, our favorite one, please rate and share us um, on social media, rate us on the podcast. We, we love to hear all the things that you love. So tell us what you love. Yeah, it's we thrive on feedback. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. And you can follow us on Instagram at Tough Cookie Podcast. And we are also on Facebook um, at Tough Cookie Podcast. So <laughs> there's no surprises there. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, are we having a podcast party? I think we are. Okay. Are well, we? We will. We need to decide when. And then we'll we'll put it on Facebook. Yeah, definitely. This is a sidebar. I might edit this out. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about 2020 goals. And the title of this episode is Burn Your Vision Board. <laughs> Burn it to the ground. Burn to it the to ashes. the ground. <laughs> Nothing left. <laughs> and we're going to explain that and get into that uh, more in this episode. But um I wanted to start this off by asking you, do you have a word for the year? So this year, I had a word that I want to use, but I think this might shift and mold a little bit. And I know last year I was resistant because I wanted it to be a theme, not a single word. But I keep seeing and saying and writing the same word over and over again. So it is definitely my my uh, word of the year. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Light on me. Focus. Mm, I love it. Okay, and so the whole reason why this even came about is I was writing down Vision Board 2020, which is funny considering our topic for today, and I saw Vision and 2020 next to each other, and I was like, dude, focus. Those two go hand in hand with one another, and I have ADHD, so I'm all over the place, and I'm always trying to remind myself to focus and Um, give attention where I need to give that attention. So I think that's going to be my word of the year this year. I love it. Um, My husband has been saying 2020 is the year of perfect hindsight. (laughs) Isn't that great? Uh, Yes. So I love that. Um, I think that's hilarious. Um, Mine is very similar to yours. It's more of a mantra. And I think it's going to be focus and finish is what I'm going to be saying to myself all year. Focus and finish. (laughs) I am in love. I, I resonate with that. Yeah. It's the same reasons for you. It's my mind is like ping, ping, ping. And I need to just focus on the task at hand, stop switching tasks so many different times because I do it in work. I do it mm-hmm. when I'm like doing stuff around the house. And it's kind of driving my family crazy because I leave stuff like half done or like doors unlocked and lights on. And it's just silly. So, And then you're leaving things unfinished, not intentionally, right. but just because you're bouncing from one thing to the next, leaving things unfinished. And so I am in love because I need the exact same thing. And I actually got a book that I started to read in 2019 oh, called yeah? Finish. Oh, 
by John Acuff, and I never finished it. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's that's so great. So to make sure that I finish it in 2020, I decided to just get the Audible version of it to make like force myself to finish it. So yeah, yeah, I think that's also my theme for 2020 as well. So maybe I'm moving away from my word to a mantra with you. Yeah. Come join me in mantra land. All right. (laughs) I like it. I mean, I felt, I feel like I kept kind of going around these, I made like a word list and I thought about this for a while too. And I kept sort of circling around this idea of almost like discipline or like self um, regulation a little bit where I, I start something and actually see it through. Mm -hmm. That is something I've struggled with. I'm a great, we can get into this later, but I'm great at picking up new tasks. I'm a great starter. I'm not a great finisher. And that's exactly why Jeff, or John wrote that book in the first place. He He wrote a book called Start, and then he realized the problem was people didn't have issues starting, they had problems finishing. And so he wrote the book Finish. Yeah, so um, I like it. Okay, so those are sort of our overarching themes for the year. Yes, and I have a surprise for you. Oh, okay. It's a project. What what is it? Make a little mantra bracelet. Ooh. Will you do that with me? Yeah, I would love to. Okay. Let's do it. Christy's getting something out of her bag. (laughs) She's unzipping something. Rifling through it. Okay, so I have these cute little discs right here. Oh, yeah. These are like little, they're like little silver discs with a big hole in the middle. Yes, and then I have this kit for the letters. It was actually my father-in-law's. Oh. She's got like this whole little crafty time happening. I do. We've got a little craft moment. She has a box with something rattling around. Oh, like little... They're little metal letters. Okay. So they look like um, old, they look like old type, like old pieces of lead type. If anybody, if any listeners know what I'm talking about. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And so then you pick your letters and then you take them and you hammer them out on this little thing right here. Oh, that is so cool. So here, I'll do a demo. Yeah. So it's like a stamp. You're like stamping. You're like imprinting into the little metal disc. You're stamping into it. So this we can stamp our mantra of 2020. Focus and finish. Focus and finish. And we can make it a cute little bracelet and remind ourselves of this all year long. I love it. Okay. We're going to do that. We're going to drop some pictures um, in the show notes and on Instagram. Yes. For you guys to see what we are talking about. We can finish it after. Okay. We can cut that part out. That is so fun. (laughs) Yay. I love a crafty surprise. I know, right? (laughs) Okay. So how are we feeling about goal setting this year in general? Ooh. Hmm. I have a very different relationship with it this year than I have in previous years. I'm nodding my head in agreement. Right. <laughs> we have a very different relationship than we have in the past. Before, it was, I spent way too much time on it, for one, and I planned everything you could think of and put it on a board, and then by the end of the year, I I feel like I failed. Like you just, nothing happened? Yeah, like nothing came to fruition. Okay. How about you? Same. I mean... I do I do the vision board. I also do a big list of goals, um, both personal and business. 
And I often set things, I set very ambitious goals for myself, thinking I'm going to get after it and like do all the things. And it's going to motivate you to be amazing this year. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't. It doesn't motivate me at all. (laughs) And I, I think this is why I'm struggling with goals again this year as well, because I've had the same idea that if I just did this, then everything will follow suit and I'll do really well and it'll be amazing and I have found it actually debilitates me right yes so um I am not doing that this year I'm just I'm not gonna do it I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the opposite I'm going to narrow I'm gonna focus (gasps) right (laughs) it keeps coming up man I know so that I can try to finish so I'm doing like um main categories, I guess I would say. I'm, I'm sort of picking um, some areas of my life and then just doing like one or two things in each area rather than like 10 or 20 things. Ooh, yes. And, um, and I'm not adding, mm-hmm. I'm like doing the best that I can to restrain myself to not add anything more to the list. Right. And um, I think we had talked about this in the last episode, but you also brought up the idea of doing like a longer term vision board instead of for the single year yeah so i also like that idea so um i've been reading this book called big dreams daily joys by elise blaha kripe and she talks about having like a five-year plan oh she does yeah so i'm onto something yeah i just didn't know it yeah and um and then she talks about like not even really breaking it up into a bunch of different steps at first, just having a broader vision and then deciding today what are three small things I can do. And her like she gets super small with it. Like I need to go to the grocery store so that I can make that healthy meal for my family that I want to get into the habit of doing all the time. Or like, yes, I need to make that one phone call or, um, you know, get, go out and walk around the block or something. She like breaks it down super tiny and just leaves it at that. Like she just is like, what can you do today or this week that will get you closer to the five-year plan? Right. And, and it's then not, anything after that is like bonus. Yeah. So then you've accomplished something. Yeah. It gives you an easy win. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm sort of following her, a lot of her recommendations in that book. Um, we're going to talk about some more of them, but that's kind of the... That's sort of the overarching idea. This makes me feel so much more confident in the direction that I want to go with. Because I was actually starting to second guess myself. Am I making a misstep by doing, focusing on a longer term vision board five and ten years out and not focusing so much on this year? But it sounds like I might be onto something. I think you are. Because some of the stuff, some of the things like for me that have gotten onto my vision board... They're kind of big things. And I don't think it's wrong to be like, these things take a while. You know, even if you're asking the universe from them, they they sometimes require like other people involved to come into your life and big shifts to happen that you want to have happen. And like, it's great to have that on your board, but I don't think it's um, always realistic that it happens in one year. Like, why does it happen? We don't need to put this timetable on it all the time. Right. And I think one of the biggest reasons why I decided I wanted to take this approach this next year is you can't force the universe to give you the things that you want in the time frame that you decide. Right. And I think we're going to talk about this a little bit more. So I don't want yeah. to say too much more than that, <laughs> but I, I want to re- remove that rushed timeline and allow it to happen the way 
it's intended. Yes, I love that. So let's um, get into some more goal talk after we take a little bit of a break. Sweet. Did you know we have about 20 past episodes with interviews from amazing women in food? These tough cookies sat down and told me, Darlene, how they got started in their food business and what their greatest struggles and personal successes have been and where they see the food industry going. Check out our archives at picklejarstudios.toughcookie.com or go on your favorite podcast player. Just scroll on back and hit play to start binging on Tough Cookie. And now back to the podcast. Do you want to talk about some specific goals that we have in mind? Oh, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, I can I can go first if you want. Um, Please do. <laughs> I think yours are a little more thought through than mine because I thought of about my it. new structure. <laughs> so I tried to pick um, from different categories, like I mentioned. So my categories were business, personal, and then home. And then the rest, I'm just really trying to leave open to keep the creativity spontaneous and to allow for like the fun surprises to come in too. Mm. And then also just to give myself space, like um, if one of these goals is taking more time or longer, there's not a bunch of other stuff on my list that's going to get me feeling overwhelmed and like I'm failing. It's just, I just have these couple things to focus on. So um, for example, um, like for my business, one of the things I want to be better at is um, my business processes in general. Oh yeah, I can relate. You know, (laughs) like billing customers, like onboarding customers, um, what happens like in the logo design process, what are all the steps, which I I know them, but they're just not documented. And this stuff is like in my head and my ultimate goal, my five-year goal is to be able to hire an assistant or, you know, add to my team. And so the first step in that is documenting some of this process stuff so that I can hand it off to somebody else. Ooh, so you're working towards that bigger goal by setting up those processes now. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. And I think um, I was talking to um, Shannon yesterday about this. Shannon um, is a social media strategist and um, I can link to her website, but we talk about processes sometimes. And one of the things she brought up is that some of this stuff is going to get figured out like as you have to do it. Right. So like the next time somebody inquires about, you know, a logo design or whatever, that's a good time to to slow down that process and really think about it and document it as you're doing as it. As you're actually doing it because otherwise you forget certain steps when you're yeah. just trying to reflect on it or um, I'd say pull it out of thin air kind of. Yeah, kind of create it to <clears throat> from scratch not having actually done it even. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so that so I'm saying that because I'm realizing this is a goal that's going to be happening all year long, probably as I'm doing this. It's going to happen beyond one year, too. So which supports that theme and um, thought of having the longer vision board uh, five years out and then filling in the gaps and slowly working on it now. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't need to go into like all of my goals, but that was kind of like some of the highlights of mine. What about you? I want to hear about yours. So my (laughs) biggest goal, I think, is to continue to spread positive messages and just try and get my voice out there as much as I can. So this last year, I really worked on capturing my voice and figuring out what that was. And this year, I want to start to use it more. Mm, Yeah. That comes through content creation. That comes through interviews. That comes through speaking, whatever it may be, writing, writing 
but using my voice and exercising it. I love that. Yeah. I don't, I think that top one right there. Did I have that? Okay. Your voice is valuable. Your ideas are innumerable. Your life is limitless. Yeah. So I have that on my wall behind me. Um, there was another one. I, I guess I don't have it, but it is the idea of you find your voice by using it. Yes. So you, as you start to talk and like work through that, you figure out what your, what your angle is or what your, what your mission is or whatever. But you get that practice through doing. Using. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So. And so that's really my biggest focus, I think, this next year. And it, there's so many layers to it with not just business, but also personal that I mm-hmm. think kind of is a great overarching theme especially under that goal of focus. I'm focusing on using my voice. Yeah. I love it. Right? Like right now. (laughs) Uh, um, Okay, so now that we have our goals, I want to talk about some ideas for like executing them because um, in the past, I think we've, we both share this, this is sort of where the breakdown happens. It's like, oh my gosh, stuff gets on the vision board, the stuff gets on the list, you know, no matter how, what size that list is, but then what do we do? Planning is on point, basically. It's the execution. Yes. Lacking. Yes. (laughs) So let's, how are we going to change that up this year? Or what do we, like, what ideas do we have for other people who struggle with the same thing? I think for the thing that I'm reflecting on in the past years, especially the last three years, because I've been incredible at planning the last three years, terrible executing. One of the biggest things I want to do is regularly reassess my goals, where I am versus where I want to be. And am I taking steps to make that happen? Or am I kind of just being reactive and responding to the things that are happening around me and putting out fires instead of trying to um, predict what's coming up and proactively work. I love that. Yes. yes. I have been so reactive since, I would say since Libby was born, because mm-hmm. it just put me in a reactive, always feeling behind right. state. And um, I did not allow myself the time to like plan for my business or my life, really. I was just reacting to what needed to happen next. And I think that's okay for the phase of life with a new baby, you know. Um, that you're in, but it's not a pattern that I want to stay in. So I have been really working to get myself out of that reactive state since like September of this year. And part of what has worked for me has been getting up earlier in the morning and using that time for planning on my, like planning my business or even just reading or whatever, like got it, calming my mental state, whatever I need really in that moment. But, um, for me that just like adding an extra hour or two to my day, um, where I can start on, you know, putting those big rocks in first and like what matters to me first, um, has helped me. So I like that. I think I'm going to keep that up as much as I can. The biggest thing I'm going to focus on for this next year is planning out what I'm going to do in terms of my day. And, and even my week. So looking at my day compared to my week, like if I have to head out of town for a volleyball tournament on Friday, then I have to give more attention and focus to my work Monday through Thursday because I've lost now a day of work. And so how does that trickle affect my schedule and whether it be writing content or uh, creating social media stuff or just whatever business development, being more proactive with my schedule and making sure I'm 
scheduling time to do the things that need to happen in my business. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. <sighs> yep. <laughs> it kind of scares me to think about though. I'm not going to lie. I'm a rebel. I know. I don't, I don't know if yeah. you know this, but I'm a people pleaser and a rebel all at the same no, time. No, I'm the same way. I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. So I'm, and I think that's what I come up against is I make this big list for myself. And <laughs> yeah. then I'm like, you know what? Screw that. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do today. I'm going to totally ignore that list. And yes. I had no idea that that was the rebel. And like, I've told Joel this. I've been like, I'm a rebel. And he's like, no, you're no not. Way. Right. Because I'm not a risk taker, really. Like, and I'm not one to go against the rules. But when it's rules that I've made for, for myself, yourself, that's when you become a rebel. Yes, yes. me too. We are so the same person. It's We're twinsies. It's so funny. I know. So the way I'm trying to overcome this, although I'm talking about uh, doing calendar blocking and planning out what I'm going to do for the week, I've actually made it so that it's flexible. I've scheduled in what I call flex time so that if I don't feel like dedicating it to a specific task and I want to watch a show on Netflix I can or if I want to go socialize with my friends I can and also allowing myself the space that if that block schedule for the day or even the week isn't going to work in the moment to rearrange where those things are going to fall so allowing Mm. myself to pick and choose what I'm going to do in that moment because I'm a rebel and I I just can't go I have to accept that yeah yep I know the um I like that idea of building in the flex time and being able to move things around. I think that would really help me too. Um, and the other thing that has helped me, I think is, is having that hard stop and, and having Libby be home mm-hmm. in the afternoons. Cause then I have to look at my schedule and I go, well, I have to do this now. So just get over it. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a bit more tough love. And I think that's but. one of the reasons why I'm already enjoying the idea and putting it into practice this block scheduling thing is I see oh I have a lot of time in the day like there really is a lot of time there it's am I effectively using it or not and if I choose not to use effectively use it today then that's my choice but I can see that if I'm going to get in five hours of work today then I've got a very short window to do it or it bleeds into my nighttime and I don't want it to bleed into my nighttime I want to be able to enjoy family time I love that idea. I think looking at scheduling is going to be really key for me too. And I want to add in like a check-in day. And I think I want to do it maybe once a month or even like every three weeks or something where I just have like a standing date with myself on my calendar. That's like, look at your goals, reevaluate, make a few more of those tiny baby steps. What are those going to be? You know, um, because I do that for checking in with myself on my budget and it would be such a natural fit to have like another either before or after that check in with myself on that topic or even just a separate day. Um, but I kind of like the idea of having these sort of like standing the standing dates on my calendar that I look at some of this stuff. I love that idea because I've actually put that on my calendar already. Oh, I have, good. I have a monthly manifest your month thing that I do and I have it on my calendar to actually do it and then I have it on my calendar to check up on it very regularly so yeah you're definitely onto something yeah have you ever found yourself Christy in the situation where you don't have any ideas or Um, no motivation to oh no motivation yeah probably lack of ideas no that's not a thing I have an abundance of ideas too many that I could ever implement in my life but <laughs> lacking the motivation to want to do any of them is certainly there. Yeah. 
Yeah. How about you? For sure. I felt that way this year, a lot lacking motivation. There's always a list, I think, of things to do. It's just whether or not I feel like doing any any of them. Yeah. Well, Um, before you say anything else about that, I was listening to a podcast on our way over here and he was, Pat Flynn, he was talking about goals and, or no, just personality types. So a visionary versus a manager versus an assistant or something like that. And I'm totally a visionary. I can dream up things all day long. And the unfortunate side to that is I'm not necessarily the manager that puts all that information or those ideas and thoughts into practice. Yes. Um, the book, um, find your why or start with why, and then find your why those two books, um, and the author name is escaping me right now, but show I will, notes. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> they talk about the same thing. They talk about how if you're a visionary, which a lot of entrepreneurial people are visionaries that you need to pair up with a manager type that you can, that will help you like that we're executing is like their passion point, you know, yes. where they are really great at breaking it down at following up at making all that stuff happen and where your sweet spot is the big ideas. Yes. So until I'm in a place to where I can incorporate that into my business, I basically work with a a mentor now who I make him hold my feet to the fire on deadlines. And he's like, I'm not here to get mad at you if you don't do something. I'm like, no, no, no. That's what I need you to do. Yes, (laughs) I know. I have the same. I think we actually have the same mentor. We do. (laughs) And I use him for that. He always checks in with me and is like, am I being helpful or, you know, what do you need from me? And I'm like, I just need someone to be accountable to. Yes. Because if I let somebody down, that's my, and I know that that is also like my people pleasing coming into play. Right. But I'm using it for my own benefit here. <laughs> it's the exact same thing in the why I do it with him also. I, yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So if you have zero ideas, <laughs> um, I would say that, um, first of all, don't be hard on yourself. Um, if you're feeling like, you know, things are moving along, but you aren't feeling very like inspired to take up any sort of big goal, um, but you you want something, like you're looking for something, then start by just experimenting with whatever comes across your desk or your mind that seems like it could be interesting. So Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in her book, Big Magic, where she sort of talks about going down what she calls like rabbit holes of exploration. She just, like when she was trying to figure out what book to write next she started by doing this she's like I have no idea what I'm gonna write but like botany is kind of interesting to me and so she just sort of (laughs) started researching gardening and botany botany and she talks about how that led to her next book and um I like this idea because it also has no judgment it doesn't hold any like there's no value against this thing Mm -hmm. that you're interested in it's just like a wrong way to do it yeah there's no right or wrong way just like go down see if it's interesting if it stops being interesting stop pursuing it Right. Move on to something else. Um, so that's one thing you could start doing is just sort of becoming more of like a explorer. Just have like an explorer mentality. So I have kind of gone through this over the last year. Lots of self-exploration. I have done some major introspective work thinking, what do I love? What am I passionate about? What do I really want from life? And there have been a couple of tools that have helped me along the lines. Um, I'll share them with you in the show notes. But essentially through that process, I've learned a little bit more about who I am that other people may see about myself, but I don't always see myself when I do that reflective process, um, such as 
the visionary type stuff. So Mm -hmm. I learned more about myself. And I also went through this process where I looked at the ups and downs of my life and I could see themes and trends come out of that. And it made me realize, oh, you know what? I am a cheerleader for all kinds of people. I just want to lift people up and make them feel better about themselves. And this is a constant theme in my life. Oh, hello. Yeah. It makes sense that I want to make and sell products that inspire other people. Totally. Right? So I think that would be beneficial for people as well. It's a TED Talk and a Udemy course that have been really helpful. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm going to read from, I'm going to read a passage from the Big Dreams Daily Joys book um, by Elise that, and she talks about this. It's like days when she has lots of ideas, days when she has zero ideas and how she kind of, she has some processes that like help sort of work through those, um, those patches, both, both ends of the spectrum. Um, the other thing I was going to say is just give it some time. A goal can start any time of the year. It doesn't have to start in January. Yes. <laughs> so and, don't put all this pressure on yourself. And back to what I said earlier at the beginning of the episode is we can't force that timeline. So it's one thing for us to say, I want it to happen by this date. But if the universe doesn't want it to happen by then, then it's not going to happen. So kind of allowing things to happen and unfold the way that they're intended. For sure. Yeah. I love that. And... Um, you know, meeting up with a friend or talking to your family about everybody's sort of collective like goals or visions for the next year or five years can also be really helpful because it does kind of bring new things into light that you haven't thought about. So like, for example, I have a New Year's Day date with one of my really good friends, Amanda um, of Amanda Photographic. She's been on the podcast before and we either do coffee or lunch or whatever on New Year's Day and talk through goals and um talk about sort of like a check-in of how the last year has been too for us and it's just a good time to to decompress about the last year talk through whatever was hard or weird and also be grateful for what was good and then talk about how we want the next year to go so I love that so much yeah it's super fun we've done it the last couple of years and it's funny because I usually get a text from her like the last near Christmas or right after Christmas it's like okay where are we going what's the plan what time do you want to meet and we just know it's like yep it's just like a standing date so so much fun yeah awesome I would say as a people pleaser um, anyone out there that's looking to talk to people to help them to figure out what direction to go in their life I do want to give you a word of caution and not to let people influence you to do things that you wouldn't do otherwise yes Yeah. So I love talking with other people and being creative and drawing out new ideas and thoughts. But I also want to tell you to sit with them and let them marinate for a little bit and think, does this resonate with who I am and where I want to go? Or am I working on an objective for someone else? Right. And I fell victim to that for way too long in private practice. (laughs) That's why I'm saying this. No, (laughs) I love that. Yeah. No, that's so true. And not to get swept up in what everybody else is doing. Yes. Kind of thing. Oh, yes. Yes. That's the other piece of the puzzle is just because someone's doing really well in this area of business or a niche doesn't mean that you need to jump to that place. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what if you have too many goals and ideas? Oh, we can relate <laughs> what to this do we one do? so much more. Um, so one thing that I like that, again, in that book, Big Dreams, Daily Joys, um, Elise lays out, and I did this for myself, is that if you have a whole bunch of ideas or goals, write them like one at a time at the top of a piece of paper so they each have their own 
piece of paper. And then for each idea, you set a timer for like five minutes and start writing out on that idea, like everything you can think of related to it. So Mm -hmm. like, do you need to buy new materials for this idea? Do you need to um, start a new business for this idea? Like, what does this idea look like? Um, Is it a product? Is it a service? Is it a new hobby? Is it, you know, you just start like fleshing out, like brain dumping, everything having to do with that specific idea. Mm -hmm. So like, (laughs) this is kind of hard to talk about without specifics, but for example, I wanted to add something, a fun creative project or process to my life in 2020. So I, I thought of like all these things I could do knitting, I could do, um, block printing, I could do painting, I could do, you know, so all of these ideas got their own piece (laughs) of paper. And then, um, for me, I, I wrote down all that I could, and then I also, this is like an extra thing, but I came up with a scoring system (laughs) (laughs) to help me to like decide. So basically, the scoring system was how much joy would it bring me on a scale of one to 10? That got a positive number. Ooh, I like that. How much extra time would it take on a scale of one to 10? But those were negative numbers. And then what are the barriers to entry? Be that money, um, skill, or like level of difficulty, Mm. that was also a negative number. So like I would take, say like I was looking at block printing. Block printing brings me a lot of joy. So that would be like a number eight, but it's very time consuming. So then I was like negative eight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then what else? Barrier to entry. Um, I need to do that in a separate room in my house because there's sharp tools involved and it's messy. It creates a lot of shavings you know, for example. So another, that'd be like another negative, whatever, seven. Mm -hmm. I would sort of evaluate, you know, it's all kind of loose. Of course, yeah. (laughs) And so then what number I came out with was still, what what is that, like negative one? Mm -hmm. Okay, so then in the overall scoring of all these hobbies I was like looking to pursue, that one's negative one. Okay, set that aside. That one's probably not gonna be at the top of the list. Go to the next one, yeah. (laughs) So then I went to the next one. So then I came out with, um, the one that ended up winning out was illustration. So I've decided to add like working on a either daily or weekly illustration practice as a goal. So, and I will have to say I love that for you because one of the things that first attracted me to you and your business was your illustration stuff. Yeah, right? Like it's yeah. fun. It's something I'm already kind of doing, but I don't dedicate fun creative time to it. Ooh, yeah. And I want to I want to like further my skills. And I feel like I have a certain style I do and I want to explore other styles. So, you know, so there's like lots of stuff around that that I could do. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to do. It's not really messy. Um, I can do it at my desk. I don't have to have like a separate closed off room from my toddler. Right. You know. And I'll make great social media images for Tough right? Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it is something that could filter into my business. So that was like another First like. request, a cookie. Yes, yes. <laughs> I should do some cookies, some stuff for the podcast. So that was sort of like my process of narrowing all those ideas down. I love that because I definitely don't have a system. It's more so, it's just haphazard. It's whatever I feels right in the moment. But I think for myself, I've looked at all the ideas that I've had and I just keep repeating focus, 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 focus. And the thing <laughs> I need to do the most is use my voice. And so I'm trying to make, if it doesn't follow in that process, if it doesn't fit focus, it doesn't fit use your voice, then it's on a back burner or written down. And as Pat Flynn said in that podcast I was listening to today, 
write it down and literally put it in a shoebox so that it's out of your mind and you're not thinking about it, but you know exactly where you want to go next time you want that an idea. And then you could sort through all those ideas and in a sense, rank them the way that you have and say, okay, this is the one I'm going to implement now. Yes. Yes. I love that. And right? you know what? I have a empty shoebox waiting you're like, something. I already know which I'm one. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to put all those other ideas into the shoebox. Yes, um, I, yeah. I love the idea of putting pen to paper and actually writing the idea down because as he said, and I completely agree, when it's floating around in your mind, you keep going back to that idea and it can distract you from what it is that you're trying to focus on. So if you write it down, you know it's in a safe place and you can defer to it later. And maybe it turns out when you get to it, you don't want that idea anymore. And then you haven't dedicated so much brain capacity Thinking and energy uh, towards that idea that you no longer like. Yes, I love it. This would have saved me so much time in my past. I know, I know. <laughs> No, that is something that Elise says, too, is that you can always go back to those ideas the next time you're ready to start something new. Right. Um, and that they're not like just throw away or whatever. You you hold on to them. So I like that, too, because it also is like there's no you're not losing anything. You don't have to worry like I'm never going to do this or that. It's like you will. You but will. You're also works. not overwhelming yourself with this forever long to do list or list of ideas and you want to do it with this within this year, but then you run out of time and don't get to do it. Yeah, which I think is really helpful when you're talking about reevaluating goals every month and figuring them out on a monthly basis instead of everything figured out at the beginning of the year and then it all goes to hell in a handbasket by February. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And a lot can happen in a year. You know, I think we need to give ourselves some room to like flex and change. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think it's a good time to read that passage from her book because we're talking about sort of these these extremes of no ideas, lots of ideas. And like, as Libras, and as you pointed out, we like balance, right? We do, we <laughs> love it so much. So I think that's why like these extremes are difficult for me. And she wrote, and I read this in her book the other day and just really, really liked it. So can you hold it up like a kindergarten teacher so we could all see the book? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a picture in the show notes. Okay, this is from the chapter called Respecting the Ebb and Flow. Years ago, I realized that if I made decisions on my most productive days, I would be overworked, overwhelmed, and in debt with 100 employees. And if I made decisions on my worst days, I would be underworked, underwhelmed, and would live alone in a mountaintop cabin. (laughs) That doesn't sound so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Right? In both cases, I would lose in a big way. I would be taking a temporary situation and trying to build something permanent on it. Normal ebbs and flows of your balance and creativity don't last, which is ultimately a good thing. While you can't avoid either, you can be prepared for both. When I'm feeling overly excited and motivated, I have a list of projects to tackle, and suddenly they all feel doable. When I'm feeling down, a mantra I like to return to is, you've had good ideas before and you'll have good ideas again. It's true, and it reminds me that the only thing I can do is keep showing up. Some days I'm ready to climb Mount Everest, and some days the fridge feels far away. But on neither day am I better than the other. On all days, I am just me. I am just doing what I can for that day. That is enough. What you are bringing each day is enough. Just keep bringing it. Oh, I love that yeah. so much. It gives almost me gives me chills. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that was from Elise's book. I'll drop that in the show notes and we'll take some pictures. But I love that because so many times in my life, it's been a recurring theme of having those shifts of the ebb and flow 
and loving one and detesting the other and feeling like, how can I make all of my time feel like the, the highs? But that's not life. That's not how it works. And so learning yeah. to accept and embrace the ebb and flow is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our energy does, you know, wax and wane and we need to recharge, you know, mm-hmm. and there's there's some days where we're riding that high and some days where we're just like living in the low. And I think, right, that's which okay. is why I love the like I have a love hate relationship with the idea of time blocking, because you're saying that I'm going to do this at this time on this day. But the way I know that it'll help to work for me and people who are embracing more of that ebb flow is allowing flexibility and to move things to what feels right in that day, depending on how your energy level is and how you feel. Yeah. Yep. Or your time blocks could be sort of open. Like, here's the time block where I'm going to work on my business versus working on client work. Mm-hmm. And then whatever I choose to work on in my business is still up to me in that moment. Yes. I think more so my time block is just to give me ideas of what to do when I sit down. I'm like, I have a lot of time. I need things to do. And I don't just do the first thing that comes across my plate. Instead, I'm prioritizing and doing something that will be productive and bring me business as opposed to something that's just busy work. Mm, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a big one. That is a big one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think we have... I think we have talked about goals today. I think we have talked about some really good. We have talked about goals, but my favorite yeah. part of this whole conversation so far is burn that vision board. Yeah, just, you know, do something different. Just get rid of it. Yeah. And you know, if you're like me and you have those vision boards still lying around from previous year or years, you know, literally burn it in a controlled fire in a nice setting where you're not going to burn down a forest and allow that to go to ash and say, I'm starting fresh. Yeah, I have boards I've I have held on to for like maybe like the last three years. I think you're right. I need to just let them go. There's no come point over because I have a stack of them <laughs> from the last three years. Also, okay, we're gonna have a, a burning party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about some resources. I've already mentioned the heck out of this Big Dreams Daily Joys book, but I'll drop a link in the show notes. Um, the other book I like for talking about this kind of stuff, just creativity in general, is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, and then. Let's talk about like some tools. How do we how do we schedule our time? Like what do you use? Paper planner? Yeah, so I've electronic planner. historically been a paper planner person and I am taking a leap of faith and trying to go digital this year because I find it's easy to ignore a paper planner. So I've decided to utilize Google Calendar, which is hard for me because I'm a Mac lover. And so I've used iCal for so long. Yeah. Ah, but the appearance of box scheduling on a Google Calendar and the ease of doing it is just beautiful and amazing for a Google <laughs> Calendar. It's like it was intended for this stuff. So I am using a Google Calendar this year. And on my iPhone, I'm hiding the iCal app and I'm putting the Google Calendar on my uh, home screen. Oh my gosh. I know. Blasphemy <laughs> right now. Do not tell my dad. He will be very upset. <laughs> oh, How about you, paper planner or digital? I use both. I use a get to work book that I know I've mentioned and I'll I'll link to in the show notes. But I also use, I use iCal still. So I have um, other... i bring you to the dark side, I think. Yeah, I might try it. I might have to try it. I have other calendars that are Google calendars that basically they all sync to iCal. Mm. And there's... Uh, this is a little bit problematic at times. Yeah, how I've, that had, works. I've had events disappear off my iCal that are still in my Google Calendar, but they're not on my iCal. Yeah, yep. 
I've had the same issue. Yeah. So and when it's I don't an know. event someone else has created for me, that becomes a problem. Yeah. It's one thing if it's my own calendar and I'm in control of it, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, scheduling with other people is definitely difficult with iCal because most people use Google Calendar. Exactly. So I think that's the other reason why I'm going to the dark side. <laughs> um, I also love Asana. It's how I yes. schedule out client work and like our podcast planning. We do a lot in Asana. Um, it's basically like project management software. So you can kind of put in milestones and schedule things out and color code them and assign them to other people and make comments. It's it's fun. Um, the last one is new for me. I'm going to start using HoneyBook. Ooh. Which, have you used HoneyBook? I have not, but I know a few people who do. Yeah, I've so... I've had a lot of success with it. Okay, yeah. Um, I know a couple of our of yeah. our entrepreneur friends do. So I'm going to start using HoneyBook for, um, again, for, like, some client work. Not, not day-to-day tasks like I use Asana for, but more, like, overarching project pipelines, like, seeing what uh, big projects I have yes. um, so that I don't over-schedule myself. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So in addition to my digital calendar, I have decided to create my own planning system, not necessarily for planning my day-to-day work, which will be in the iCal, or not in iCal, Google Calendar, but I have a happy planner that's like the ARC system where you can add your own pages to it. Mm. And I'm going to incorporate some things that have previously been easily left behind, forgotten, or basically not at the forefront of my mind, such as budget. Yeah. Not just family budget, but business budget as well. Um, Partially those manifest your month things. I like to do that in paper form because I like the process of writing out and brain dumping. And then just some other um, things that I'm going to incorporate into that. So that is the system I'm going to use this year. That's exciting. And I like I like the option that you have to add in your own like pages that work for you. Yes. Because I've used pretty much every planner on the face of the planet you can think of. And none of them ever do what I want them to do. They do one part, but not the other. Yeah. So this year I've decided I'm making my own, but I'm starting with something that already has like a foundation to it. Mm -hmm. Last year I tried to make my own thing from scratch, which worked for a short period of time. Um, So yeah, trying the new one. Yeah. Um, That's exciting. So I think we are going to have a little mini episode in a couple of months where we check in on all this stuff. And we have like a little evaluation, like how are things going, (laughs) right? Because we don't want this to be February and everything is already far behind us. Yes. So, um, yeah. So we're going to plan that maybe like in March. We're going to stay tuned. Exactly. Okay. Good resources. Um, I hope you all are feeling inspired and not overwhelmed. And like there's something in here that you can use. I think there is. Whether you're a paper planner or a electronic planner person, or a little bit of both, like it sounds like you and I are. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're a long-term versus short-term goals, vision board or not, hopefully you've got what you need to stay focused this year. Yeah. If See, nothing else, it just keeps there you up. go. <laughs> <laughs> right? If nothing else, some encouragement. Um, okay. Food for thought. What is our food for thought? I think mine mainly came from that that passage that I read that you're enough. Like however you're showing up today is enough. Just keep showing up. Yes. So that's what I would say. Just don't give up. Keep going. Um, and know that wherever you're at right now, it's not going to last, whether it's a high or a low, an ebb or a flow. 
you know, just respect what it is. <laughs> yes, respect what it is, embrace it, and appreciate yeah. it for what it is. Exactly. Instead of trying to be so resistant. That's wonderful. Okay, that brings us to food spiration. Food spiration. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to start. You go. Okay, so my food spiration right now is not super earth shattering by any means, but I'm really kind of excited about it in a weird way. I love to make smoothies in the winter, but I've kind of been bored with my smoothies lately, so I'm going green. Green smoothies. I am. I bought a whole bunch of greens this week, and I'm going to put them in my smoothies Mm. so I can get a little bit more um, variety from my smoothies, and I'm getting my fiber and fruits and veggies for the day. Nice. Okay. Can you give us a quick rundown of what you put in a green smoothie? So, okay, I'm going to start with my base smoothie, which I always make, is strawberries, peaches, cherries, or blueberries. So it's either a combination or only one or two of them. Chia seeds, lemonade and or kombucha, Mm. depending on what we have on hand, and then water if needed. Omega-3 liquid supplement that's lemon flavor, hence Mm. the lemonade. Mm -hmm. Because I cannot eat fish, I do not eat fish, and um, just so everybody knows, flaxseed and chia seed and all that is insufficient to meet your needs, so Mm -hmm. you still need the liquid. And then I'm going to start making it green by adding in the greens to it. So I'm going to pull back a little bit on the fruit and add the greens in its place. And we'll see. So do you do spinach or kale? So the one I have right now on hand is a, it's a 50-50 blend of spinach and field greens or like mixed greens. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever put mixed greens in a smoothie. I haven't. But you know what my friend taught me? You freeze it and then you put it in the blender and then boom huh I've never frozen my greens before until she taught me that yeah okay we'll have to try that well and then that way they don't go so bad and they don't go bad as fast they do go bad super fast in the fridge see there you go yeah um I do a spinach um what else almond milk flax powder like ground flaxseed yeah Manitoba Um, is a great flax by the way mm, okay if you haven't used it Manitoba yes okay um, and then sometimes like some yogurt and a little bit of ice, I think. And then like a tablespoon or two of almond butter. Mm. That's pretty much it. Oh, cinnamon yeah. is also in there. It Ooh, comes yay. out really tasty. Yeah. Um, but I like yours. Yours has a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Too. We had to pull away from the dairy because of my oldest. Yeah. And I noticed that I kind of have some problems with the dairy also. So that's why we've gone to the more fruit and kombucha version of it. Yeah. Um, but kombucha in smoothies is really good. I did a whole like recipe development for hum kombucha Mm -hmm. where we made a bunch of smoothies. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. My favorite was the berry using their pomegranate, um, kombucha. Strawberry lemonade and the pomegranate lemonade are probably the most popular ones I use. Yeah. Those are, those are really, really good in smoothies. Yes. And the whole reason why I started putting kombucha in my smoothies to begin with is every once in a while. I'm telling you, very rare. Every once in a while, we wouldn't finish the whole bottle of kombucha, and so that last part would go flat, and that it just hurt me so much to throw that away. <laughs> I didn't want to. So I started putting them in smoothies, and you, it doesn't matter if it's flat or not. Yeah. No, it's perfect. Um, I make kombucha, and a lot of times we cannot get through the whole jug, so I oh, need to start using it up before it gets too sour. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what are you inspired by food-wise? Um, well, over the Christmas break, I 
was reading this book I was borrowing from my friend and it it's from America's Test Kitchen and they talk about um it's the it's like the cooking science book that they have. Oh, okay. I'll um I'll put it in the show notes, but they talk about brining your beans when you're soaking them. Interesting. So if you soak your beans ahead of time to cook them, like if I'm not doing the instant pot or something like that, um you add it's like 3 tablespoons of salt to four quarts of water and it's just in cold water whatever just stir it up till it dissolves and then add your pound of beans um just dried beans and then you soak it overnight and the salt like helps the skins soften and so they when you cook them the skins don't burst open and then the texture of the bean is supposed to be creamier and not so like starchy oh nice so that was the that's the argument. <laughs> um, I liked the I liked the result. Cooking them definitely took longer than the instant pot, so I think I'm still sort of tweaking it. I want to try brining and then cook it just cooking in the instant pot for way less time. Oh that's yeah, that's the next thing I want to try. Oh so, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, like a nice like marriage of both worlds. But definitely. that's what I'm like excited about right now. I was like, ooh, I didn't know you could brine beans. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> All right, what's for dinner? Oh my gosh. So my husband and I were at Costco recently and we saw a bag of cheese raviolis in the freezer department. Yum. And his grandmother used to buy them and make them all the time. And she's Italian. Like her mother spoke Italian, made pasta from scratch, hardcore, but yet she still bought these pasta raviolis from Costco. So we're totally having those for dinner tonight. Oh, sounds so good. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. <laughs> so good. Sounds so good. So nice and easy, too. <laughs> yes, and we'll, we'll put a vegetable of some sort, whether it be a salad or um, green beans with it, but I'm just, Yum. I'm focused on the, the cheese raviolis. Yum. How about you? Okay, so we are actually recording this on New Year's Eve, and so we have a tradition that we make Chinese food on New Year's Eve. Ooh, fun tradition. Yeah, we've been doing this for... Um, a lot of years, six years, I want to say, <laughs> at least. Um, so, I mean, it could be even longer than that. But anyways, um, I will probably make one of our favorites, which is at-home sesame chicken. Mm. And the recipe is um, from Everyday Food. And it's just like a, you sort of chunk up the, the chicken, whatever pieces you like. And then you do like a cornstarch water um coating there might be an egg white in there too and then you fry them so they get a little bit crispy and then you make a really simple sauce of like sesame oil and soy sauce and some sesame seeds and then mix that all together after i eat my raviolis i'll be over for dinner that sounds right? really good <laughs> <laughs> it comes out really yummy and um and it's a little bit better than like going out for chinese food health wise um and then we just have that with rice i might make some steamed um steam buns those bao that eat, are like the soft white dough and then there's like a mm, filling yeah. in the middle I'm kind of craving those and we really? have like a mix for the dough part that we got at the Asian market that comes out just great that makes it easier so I might make that too I'm gonna see how motivated I am though <laughs> yes and allow yourself gonna... the space to make the decision in the moment and not force yourself right? exactly yeah so that's what we're doing so I'm excited and um I want to wish everybody a happy new year and a happy 2020 yes So this is going to be episode 35, and you can find show notes for this episode at Pickle Jar Studios slash Tough Cookie Podcast. 
And you can find us on Instagram at Tough Cookie Podcast or me at Pickle Jar Studios on Instagram. And Christy, where can they find you? You can find me at Effect Positivity. That's Effect with an E on Facebook or Instagram. And my website, EffectPositivity.MyShopify.com. Yes, go check out Christy's fun products and get yourself inspired for the new year. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, maybe I need to make a shirt that says focus. Yeah, I think you should. Oh, I'm totally Totally, to. or like or like one of those bar bracelets that's focus and finish oh, too. Yes. It'd be really cute. Yes. Yeah, lots of fun ideas. All right, thanks for talking through goals with us, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Record. Hello, 2020. Um, more so, peace out, 2019. Peace out, 2019. <laughs> and the last decade. Done with you. So glad you're gone. <laughs> uh, well, hello, Christy, and welcome to the new year. Um, actually, we're gonna want to start that all over. We're again, gonna start you it can over. Hear me swishing and swashing okay. with my vest. That's <laughs> we can't have any swishing super and swashing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Her four tendencies. Yeah, it's the four. I need to read that. I have it on Audible. Yeah. Yeah. It's helping me understand Haley better. Oh, yeah? Because Cameron is another version of us. Haley, rebel, to a T. Let her out, too. Okay. Yeah. Can we go out? Huh? It's going to, it, like, waits for a few minutes, or, like, a minute or two, and then it does this thing. Oh, it cleans it up? Oh, Okay. So. And by the way, while we're waiting for this thing, I used to make boards just like this one that you have right here. Yeah. Um, Man, that thing is taking forever. <laughs> so then I did this um, <coughs> paper, too, since we're waiting. It's called Manifest Your Month. Mm, yeah. And I've heard different people, like, say, do this every month, look at your stuff, and... But every time I've Which ever done be... it, I've done amazing in my business. It's when I fall off the bandwagon that I have issues. Yeah. I need so to. I'm a believer, man. I think like setting. So one thing I've done this year that has been it. helpful is like looking at my um, income, bills, and budget like mm-hmm. every month, which I never used to do, which sounds silly, but. No, it doesn't sound that silly. Though. Just I was avoiding it. it or whatever. Of I don't course, know. <laughs> you're right. It wasn't as great as you wanted it to be because it didn't fall in line with those yes. big audacious goals. And I was scared of it. I was, I had a very like real fear of money and mm-hmm. I've come a long way from that. But, which is another thing from my childhood. Um, Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> But I have been working on that and just like looking honestly at my money and stuff like that and my spending and where it's all coming and going. Mm-hmm. And so I've set aside a standing like budget check-in where I just go look how much I'm actually, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of what I've put in my um, block yeah. calendar so it doesn't get lost. Yeah. So I want to do the same for goals and like. In, or intentions or whatever of the year. It's still going. <laughs> I told you it's like long. 10 minutes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that being recorded? Because that's kind of hilarious.